We're back for another episode, and I have three fantastic, well, two fantastic people and one little troll here. PR superstar and fashion icon, Alexa. Oh, good afternoon, party people. <laughs> and, uh... Yes? I... I don't know how to introduce you today. Wow. Unbelievable. Mig money. Mig. Mig money. That's all you need to know. Mig money. Know. I'll take that. That's, okay. That sounds he bad. didn't like what I was going to say earlier. He was like, can you change it? As soon as I hit the record button. No, I can't change it on the spot. It has to be on the script. Making her debut and literally straight from Bruzy Bunch. The sassy and classy. It's Carmen, a.k.a. Heatwave, bringing that flame from the shy to the NY. Ready to speak that fire. She okay. wrote her own intro. See the difference. You wrote that for me. <laughs> I'm a little impressed that yes. my intro was not this intense. She put effort into her intro. You too. And there's an emoji. Too. I need Carmen to put some effort into my intro. Yeah, We're gonna same. talk. That's gonna be her new I job. got you, Meg. Fire. Oh. All right. So before we get started with today's podcast, uh, I want to tip the scale. So uh, on a scale of Toys R Us to Amazon Prime, how was your week? Let's start with the new person, Carmen. <laughs> I'm Supreme Prime right now, Amazon. Ooh. I am having a great, great week. Did I just touch my I'm having a great week, though. Like, everything's on the up, and I guess it's all about positive energy and positive mindset. So, yeah, I'm good. How about you, Meg? I had a, I had a great week. I had, I saw, you inspired me to finally sign up for an improv class. Yeah. So awesome. thank you for that. Welcome. You inspired me when you signed up for a class without telling me after we talked about Ooh. signing Ooh. up for a the class. The group chat was really lit this week because Nick together. was so mad that Quentin didn't invite him to his But I'm glad you did that. Either. I'm glad you wow. did that because that was the catalyst to me realizing that nobody was going to wait for me or be loyal to me. So I needed wow. to just do it myself. Wow. Snaps. Before I get to you, Alex, I just want to say that me not telling you about the sign up was... The same as you not telling me about Bitcoin when you were buying <laughs> stock in that. And I right? told you. And if we'll, you, and we'll talk about that later in the episode, right. Meg. Alexa. You, saved a, you saved a lot of money by not buying it when I bought it. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that's I'm in God's favor all the time. Alexa. God's favorite child. Um, friends, it was a week. It was on the Toys R Us scale, but you know, like I said last week, I'm not going to claim that. I'm just going to keep claiming goodness. Until Mercury gets out of retrograde and leaves me TF alone, I'm just going to keep claiming goodness until it finds me. You guys are so optimistic. Well, my week was pretty jacked up. (laughs) I haven't been able to sleep. I bit my tongue. Oh, no. I had a cold. That is irony. Like, I was in this improv class. It was from 7 to 10, and I was just falling asleep during it and getting agitated because they were like, come on, like, you know, make up something on the spot. I'm like, I want to get back into my Brooklinen bedding, please. (laughs) And thank you. Can you explain Brooklinen? I see it on the train. The ads. What is going on? It is the best sheets you'll ever have. But let me stop because Brooklyn is going to give me a discount code before I give them free. Uh, Hello. Hello. Pay these bills. Uh-huh. I have three sets of uh, Brooklyn and sheets. That's how serious wow. I feel about them. All right. Let's start. Let's talk about some hot topics. Trending and pop culture. Um, so the first thing we're going to talk about is really disturbing and funny, um, actually. So the trailer... For 
Rachel Dolezal's new uh, documentary on Netflix came out. Don't even. Rachel Dolezal is the uh, woman who lied about being black and her parents outed her. <laughs> Listen, sis. I, I'm going to play. I want to play like a, a short clip from it. Well, it's not playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, okay. So did, I have a question. Okay. While, while, while you're queuing that up, did she really lie about being black? She yes. was the president of the, like, what, Seattle NAACP. chapter of the NAACP or something, yeah. right? Yeah, she did lie. She and did? Yeah, okay, no, so yeah. I don't know. That's a yeah, genuine question. Yeah, she did. I know she I, She says she identifies she says, as black. I get mm-hmm. why no, she No, but she also lied. That was a part of the controversy. Okay. Is that she, you know, was out here trying to rep for the culture, but not really, you know. I mean, I get what why, but... Yeah, well, I get what's why. The why. What's the why? What's the why? What's the why? What's the why? Because we're dope as hell. <laughs> Black people are dope. It's black girl magic. I mean, come on. Who beats that? I get it. Yeah. I mean, she definitely, um, she, uh, she's obsessed with culture. And then, um, is it Michael Jackson? But not lifestyle. Is it Michael Jackson's yeah. daughter? Was that, was that, am I about, am I like saying something? Yes. Totally Michael Jackson's daughter says that she is black. Right. Because yeah. her grandmother is black. And, and is, I believe is that her. Different? And yes. I don't want to challenge her. No, Paris. She is. Is black. Her daddy was black. Yeah. Thus, she's black. That's all. If you get raised by your grandmama and your grandmama's black, you're black. You're black. All right. I know she got a whooping. She she got got her ass beat. Hold on. Speaking of ass beatings, (laughs) I think I finally figured out what the problem was. All right. So here's a little snippet from that Rachel Dolezal interview. That's all they have. Trust me, it is going to bite me in the ass. This book coming out and this documentary might just backfire like everything else has backfired. Do you resent her choices? I resent some of her choices and I resent some of the words she's spoken in interviews. So how do we feel about that? So that's her son, right? Yeah, her son who's black. I think he might be adopted. I'm not sure if that's her birth son. Listen i understand where he's coming from as a child of someone who's like you know forcefully kind of thrust him into this spotlight in a way because she wants to sit here and you know tell these stories and fabricate you know all these lies and i understand why he would resent her and and the backlash that he must be facing you know in his everyday life you know i imagine that he's young enough to still be in school and you know facing all of those you know tough situations i get it i understand you know you know where her parents came from as well like outing her like look girl let's like really tell it how it is like you're not black i just think she should just fade off and Please. just not even yeah. make Please. this a thing. Like, yeah. if you want to continue claiming to be black, I'm not going to take that away from you. But right. this like press tour and this need to be, I think in the my problem face. is, is that it feels like she like post the outing situation. She's like trying to benefit and make profit now, mm-hmm. based on the fact that she was outed for this like situation. Like she just, you know, is just trying to 
milk this for all that it is. And it doesn't even seem like she's really, really invested in the culture. She just is like out for the coin. But I think she is invested in the culture. I think. But it doesn't seem like that when you do a Netflix special. like. Right. But also, I just want to be clear that transracial is not a thing. So for her to come out as an advocate for it, it's really disrespectful to our uh, transgendered community, I think. It's like she wants the culture, but not the lifestyle. And I'm just not for it. Like, you're just trying to be news, period. Right. And it's irrelevant. And I'm like, any news is good news. And I don't want to give her any at all. Yeah. Ever, period. Did you say effer? I said effer. I'm trying to be nice on my first day. This my parents nice are still listening. Sorry. I told y'all Skip last her. episode. Anyway. Big money. Um, What's your thoughts? Uh, I don't really have like a, a super strong conclusion. I don't think this this is really like... I'm not affected by this in a super direct way. You know, whatever she claims and stuff, that's not like... It doesn't suit in a super direct way affect me. And um, I think it's weird i guess i mean i, I guess i definitely yeah rachel stop being I de- weird i definitely think it's 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 weird oh. but um there are a lot of things that i don't understand and there are a lot of things that people claim that when i look at them or i know what i know about them i don't necessarily understand it that's all, all right that's Just all I they say well also things i don't understand stormy daniels is going to be on a sunday edition of 60 minutes and oh. a former playboy model says trump tried to pay her after sex Additionally, that second woman came forth and discussed her affair with the president. Karen McDougal held an hour-long interview with Anderson Cooper earlier this week talking about their 10-month affair. Are we shocked by this? No. Hell no. What could shock us at this point? Right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely not. Uh, while we're on the subject of Donald Trump, Roseanne is coming back, <laughs> and her show is centering... Uh, it's a... a a relaunch of her previous show and the family clearly voted for Trump Um, and actually she just did like her press junket tour and she actually told Jimmy Kimmel to zip that fucking lip oh okay Rosie (laughs) because of the Trump part of the storyline of the show or well he was asking her like why are you why do you support Trump and she said well do you want Pence as president he was like well no and she was like well zip that fucking lip well I think it'll be an interesting TV show. I mean, a lot of people I knew, like growing up, that was the show. I used to watch that with my grandmother. Like it was, it was entertaining. It's a nice twist. Um, I just think it'll be a good conversation. Piece okay. For it, but I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm not. Okay, Alexa. Yeah, I ain't got no time for Rose. Uh, so that's the plot. Is that, or that's part of the plot? Is that the family that voted for Trump? But it makes sense because the family, they're. To me, then I'm down with it because I just think that we get so caught up in like, if you look like this, you need to be in this corner. If you look like that, you need to be in that corner. If you have sex like this, you need to be in that corner. And I feel like most people, like 99% of us should all be on the same team Mm because we all make less than like $400,000 a year. Right now. Right now. But but, um, where I'm going going with this is I think you need- Subscribe on iTunes. (laughs) I think you need more people to move out of their corner and into the center of the room and start having conversations. So if that's what the show is going to be about, is like showing the humanizing these people that voted for Trump, Are then maybe humans? that's not the worst thing. Well, I'll <laughs> let you be the judge. Well, I mean, like basically for the most part of the show prior to this relaunch, it wasn't about, it wasn't politically based. Because of everything that's happening now, the consciousness of the era that we're in, like, yeah, it will make sense for them to be Trump supporters. And supposedly I heard that Darlene was going to be a... Hillary supporter. 
So we could even watch for the interesting perspective on how the dynamic. I also is. think that Whitney Cummings and uh, Wanda Sykes are writing on the show. Oh, okay. So I think it's going to be interesting. Like I, I think That's the cool. headline is the fact that Roseanne is a the Trump human supporter. is the Trump supporter. Yeah, she yeah. is in in real life and the character, right. which is interesting. Hmm. All right. So uh, Wendy's <laughs> apparently dropped a mixtape dissing McDonald. Who heard the mixtape? <laughs> I listened to it. Me last too. Night. I listened to the first few songs. How was it? <laughs> it was lit. I mean, those like Mig, those beats were like. It was a good effort. Beats. It was a good effort. Like there's no, they they can hang their hat on that, but it was no <laughs> hamburger helper mixtape. It was oh. no it was no watch the stove. I'll Ooh. tell you that right now. <laughs> watch the stove from 2016. I think in terms of in terms Wait, of is beat, this real? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It is. Oh. No, watch the stove is like the dopest to me the dopest brand content ever. They they, wow. they dropped a mixtape on April Fool's Day and it's actually really dope. <laughs> um, and the Wendy's one is cool. They they definitely called out McDonald's, which was fun. But oh, yeah, the they don't McDonald's they don't want it with the helper. Yeah. They don't want it with the glove. <laughs> That's right. Not with the glove. I'm a McDonald's anyway. Um and sadly <laughs> Toys R Us is shutting down. But the founder died this don't week. Laugh. Yeah. I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm not laughing. You kind of were. That's kind of sad. I mean, I just remember I was talking to some friends about this earlier this week about the fact that everything was centered around going to like Toys R Us. And if you got to go, like that was such a big deal, especially in grade school. Like if your parents took you to Toys R Us, you knew you were coming up. You were coming up. And that next week at school was going to be lit because you were going to be able to talk about all the new things your parents got you at Toys R Us. But even as like a new uncle and godparent, like I could run into Toys R Us to get last minute gifts. Anything. But the sadness about Toys R Us and Babies R Us, um, you walk in there, it's a ghost town. Like nobody was in there. Like I remember being in Nashville looking for uh, toys for my nephew. And literally we just had, me and my husband just had like the whole building to ourselves. We were sitting in rockers, looking at books. (laughs) So I actually watched a really interesting video. I think it's Charlie Rose, but I might be wrong. But he's talking about how Toys R Us was recently bought by some some group, and they borrowed most of the money to buy it. Mm. So Toys R Us actually, they would have been profitable, but they were paying off this debt that their owner paid to buy them. So um, it is interesting, though, because obviously they're fighting Amazon and online sales but they were kind of also the victim of just some bad investment yeah. um, and, and bad borrowing I think Amazon should buy Toys R Us but yeah. R.I.P. to him I heard that Amazon's not even profitable really? yeah I heard they lose billions on shipping mm. well I mean that makes sense I don't know they're spending a lot of money quiet. building though they're spending a lot yeah. of money building all kinds of stuff so I um, really and then this uh, one more uh, hot pop culture topic that we wanted to bring up. Tiana Taylor says Kanye West is bringing back the polo era with new new music he's recording in Wyoming right now. Mig? I want to believe this is true. I really want to believe that he's going to come back with something maybe a little more uh, old school, appealing to my like college freshman days. I didn't like but old school Kanye. Oh my wow. god. I, I, that's blasphemous. What? Sorry. Where, what were you doing in right. 2003? Blasphemy. 2004. Britney Spears. Yeah. Uh, you know me very well. <laughs> tis true, tis true. I but no. I got into him with like 808s and Heartbreak. Oh, and then after that, 
Uh, and then you, you were at my college and then you were at, you were at my uh, wedding. I did. I performed niggas in Paris. <laughs> yeah, yes, I, I did. I was live and direct. I Literally, <laughs> I performed that at my wedding. It was lit because I married a French man and his <laughs> my French in laws were there, mm-hmm. and that was appropriate. Yes, yeah, so he was basically a late bloomer. So when it came to yeah. college dropout and college, I mean graduation well, hand down my favorite. Like, oh, I mean yes, yeah, it's it's. it's I don't like down. crazy Kanye. No, I'm not here for Kanye. I don't Kardashian. know what it's gonna be though. I, I know that it'll be good though. I, f- I feel like whatever it is, he's very in tune. He knows that this is there's a lot going on in terms mm-hmm. of the culture and the, the yeah. nation. And I, I know that whatever he's doing, it's gonna be impactful. And the fact that that's what she took from it is like it's bringing back the polo era. Yeah. To me, that sounds like either you're totally just making something up or like that sounds like very plausible. But she totally respects him. She totally flows with him. Mm-hmm. Well, he relaunched her career. Yeah, he nobody did. Took I think that's seriously. her album was phenomenal, actually. That I love it. song? Gee. <laughs> i still listen to it and I still get that faded. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. She killed that. I mean, even though, okay, we'll talk about that later, but she killed that though. Yeah. And everyone was like, okay, I'm going on a diet since they saw it. Mm-hmm. All right, so today's topic, student loans and millennial financial woes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk, start off talking about student debt. And then later <laughs> in the show, I'm going to need Mig to explain to me why I had to invest in Bitcoin. That's $300 that Well, you're going to have to tell right the story now. about what happens. We'll do that later. But first... Um, <laughs> Let's first do like a general uh, picture of what the student loan debt situation is like. So 1.48 trillion in total U.S. student loan debt is currently the situation. That's more than credit card debt, I would ju- just to add in. Oh, Please shit. add that. 44.2 million Americans have student loan debt. Student loan delinquency rate is at a 11.2%. And uh, just to clarify, that means that people are over 90 days delinquent or in default. Mm. And then the average monthly student loan payment uh, for someone age 20 to 30 is uh, $351, $351, which is a lot less than what I have to pay. Mm -hmm. I'm like, 351, give it to me. So we're about to get super real. I want everyone to go around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) so petty. It all goes down from here, folks. (laughs) Give a ballpark figure of what your student loan situation is. I gotta get figures. I don't. I can straight up tell you right now, I'm not answering that question. I'm not because, giving you the figure. Because the future Senora Mora could be listening right now, and I'm not trying to scare her off, but I do have a lot of student loans from Loyola, who's playing right now. Go Loyola. Oh. But what's a lot, though? What's <laughs> just like literally, no matter who you are on earth, if I tell you I have a lot of student loans, it's a lot. Like, it's, it's a lot to you. Like, no matter who you are, you would say, okay, that's a lot of student loans. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Okay. Just nod your head. <laughs> is it over $50,000? There are people nodding in the room for everyone listening at home, keeping score. Okay. I got people looking for me, and I'm very serious. There are people outside of New York who are looking I for know, me. I know. It's fine. And they cannot leave a voicemail because I'm in and New York. And they ain't going to find me. I am protected by New York State, and I thank you, New York. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Is it over $80,000? <laughs> 
I went to grad school. You know, I went to, I went to for grad, grad school. I didn't. Go I there went for to a fancy art school. Okay. I heard the trick was to keep going to school. So People, you have to that's. Pay. I'm about to reenlo. Go ahead. Look. Okay. Go there. Stay in school, guys. Is it, told me this the other okay. Day. Is it over ninety thousand dollars? It's a lot, man. It's we, a lot. We, we yeah. have a lot. People. Why, why people don't you put yourself out there? I. I am <laughs> not in my head too. <laughs> not the stutter. So let's. <laughs> So I, I I I am close to six figures. And owing, not making, but owing. owing. <laughs> like if I could, if I could work and had food and housing like paid for me, I could probably pay off my debt in like a year. And that's just the interest. And that's with me <laughs> at my main job too. and teaching fitness classes. Well, that was like a thing that Clean went viral recently, right? Was somebody posting, maybe it's old, but I saw it recently. Somebody posting like, here's here's my steps to how I paid off my student loans. And you can too. And it's <laughs> like, you know, I stayed right. with my I stayed with my grandma. Right. My parents gifted me in a, a condo that I rent out. And, you know, this or this or that. And it's, but it's, I mean, it's, it's unrealistic. not realistic for anyone who is in a metropolitan city like New York, mm-hmm. who has to work insane hours per day. Like I left no. work at almost 10 p.m. last night. And this is also no, what, what am I very saying? much still paying off stuff and they're staying with their parents. Too, yeah, so. this is very much uh, um, an American thing because my spouse doesn't understand how the hell I accrued accrued that much student mm-hmm. loan debt also uh, another a couple things that are interesting is the amount of student loan debt we take on as a country is increasing way faster than the amount that we're earning Which right is the right and so it's affecting a lot more than just the direct borrowers right like a lot of us here are nodding along and we're borrowers on the show today <laughs> but um, you like know, enslaved. for example, I don't, I don't own a house, and I think there's a lot that we could debate about. Is it, is it a great, you know, is it a great investment to buy a house? But I don't own a house, and I'm sure a lot of people don't own a house because of that. I would also love to, own, I would love to own a house just so I could have the, be able to write it off of my right, taxes. Right, absolutely. Right. Why am I paying? Like my rent in New York, I live across the street from Central Park. My rent is three thousand for a tiny micro two-bedroom apartment that's that I have to share with another human being. That's new when we get into arguments, where are we going to go? And that's housing, right? right. And then there are that's other new. things where people look at millennials and they say, oh, you know, millennials are doing this less, or they're doing this less, or the millennials have killed this industry because they don't do this more, and all they're doing is buying avocado toast and whatever else. But uh, you look at that number where it's like you take all of the credit card debt, we, there's like a lot more than that just built up in student loans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say this was like I was I was really troubled by student loans had had real problems my credit kind of went down because I wasn't paying attention to them. But <laughs> o- Obama and I you know one of the one of the best things Obama did for my life was he signed uh, a you know he he enabled people to opt for a repayment plan that is tied to their income. Yes, so absolutely. the amount of money that you earn actually determines how much you have to pay per month yep. to make it reasonable. So if you're like me, you went to grad school, you have a bunch of student loans. Even I think I have a lot, but like I know I know doctors who have twice as much yep. as me or yeah. right. Whatever, right? Exactly. But anyways, the ability to 
pay 10% of your disposable income or 15% of your disposable income. And 20 or 25 years later, depending on which program you sign up for, if you've only been making minimum payments and you still have a balance, they're just going to forgive the balance. Mm -hmm. That's really, really important. And if you are, if you qualify, if you're able to do that, like that's something I would totally recommend because that really helped me. So what do you think the government should be doing to, I mean, because here's, here's, here's the situation. We're not buying property. We're not rushing to have kids. Mm -hmm. As much as I would love to have five kids running around, I would rather spend that extra money on my skin. (laughs) Well, it sounds like it's raising up a different type of generation, though, when you think about it. Right. Like, it just seems like we have to be a little selfish because we have so much debt. Like, we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply on a spiritual sense. But it's just like, we can't even do that because we just have so much we have to pay off. Like, we can't even fully live and thrive like we should. Right. And I think that a lot of us are in the space and, like, I have this, you know, conversation with, you know, my significant other, with, Mm -hmm. you know, family, friends, everybody. I am, like, so hell-bent on focusing on experiences in my life as opposed to, you know, oversaving and all of those things with the little excess income that I do have when I can save it because I feel like so much of my life is spent paying for something. Yeah. Right. Paying for my student loans, paying for my excessive rent costs, paying for MTA for some trains that never work. Paying for over expensive avocados in New York City when I can get them for three dollars less in Los Angeles. I mean, it's really stressful. It's stressful, and the I feel like to get them over here, right? <laughs> but I do feel like you know, and especially you know, all of us experience this as true New Yorkers. Now we work excessive hours, and I feel like we don't have really a lot of time placed on ourselves and our own well-being, and. I like to spend my money these days on those experiences that help me feel better because most days after the week is done, I feel like trash. Yeah. I feel like... La poubelle. Yes. <laughs> basura. Well, all my Latinas <laughs> listening La in. Big money. Yeah. You know where I'm at. A couple... Th- <laughs> I do. A couple things that I think... First of all, I think it's not just about how can the government help with repayment or with the loans themselves, but I think we need to totally go back to the drawing board in terms of how we're educating our population. Hello. Right? right. And I think if if you were like an alien that came down to earth and you saw all the technology we have and you the go back to where you came from, but uh uh-uh, no. <laughs> Bye. But what, would you, would you say, would you go to different schools and be like, oh, yeah, you need all these buildings. You need this $40,000 per year tuition. Right. You need this and that. You no. need all this. Right. Or, or would you say, like, we need everybody on the Internet because you're not on the Internet. It's a huge disadvantage. We need everybody uh, to have certain things just as a right. And to me, that's like foundational that is uh, relevant to the topic about loans and whatnot but it's also just foundational and then also I think when you talk about loan forgiveness like if you're if you work as a public school teacher or if you do any sort of public service you can you can get your loans forgiven in 10 years Mm -hmm. even faster than the 20 or 25 years that I talked about in some of those other programs but that loan forgiveness will be taxed Mm -hmm. so and it'll be taxed at a high rate so if you're if you're putting all your eggs in that basket of like I'm going to teach for 10 years or I'm going to make this payment for 20 years and then have my loans forgiven after that, my balance forgiven, just keep in mind that's going to be taxed and I think that's something that 
10, 20, 25 years from now, uh, we might have to revisit. Right. You know what I'm thinking about? Um, even when I was in school, there was this guy who every time they got their refund check, they just, they didn't spend their refund check. They just put their refund check towards their student loans just to pay it off while they were going while they were in school. So everybody's using their refund check to get a brand new car, clothes and everything. He was like, no, I'm just going to put my refund check back towards my loans. He was like a math major or something. So that was smart. But it's just like, dang, like, did you, were you able to at least enjoy a little bit of piece of your money? But I, it's, it's like you have to live in a prison mentally um, while you're in college, unless you get like a really good scholarship. I guess the goal, so what is the remedy? Just get a bunch of scholarships and grants and stuff like that and make sure you have water loan? Yeah, but that's not readily accessible for right, most people. It's and it's like, you know, a dime a dozen. And yes. also, if you're majoring in something that's your dream versus something practical. Right. We're not going to talk about artists. We're not going to talk yeah. about artists no. right now. We're not going to talk about my art school education. I, I mean, have a geez. master's degree in arts journalism. <laughs> I have a <laughs> bachelor's in fashion journalism. I think well, we who as the hell a studies fashion journalism. <laughs> Me, people who have podcasts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot you can do with that, right? Okay. There's a lot you can do with that. Here. I, but I think we as a nation, we we are used to people going straight from high school to college yeah. and straight from college to grad school. And I did that. And I would just encourage people, if you're not sure exactly what you want to do, I remember people Ooh. used to ask me, people asked me, what kind of law do you want to practice? I'm like, I have no idea. Have you not seen, I want to be like Tom Cruise on A Few Good Men. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. I just want to argue. You can't I, handle the truth. I want to argue in a courtroom and now I'm arguing on a podcast, but <laughs> you know, I could have done that for a lot cheaper. <laughs> I could have saved a lot of money. But if you don't know what you want to do, maybe just live. Just like see what, what it's... What do they call it? Uh, a gap year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a gap year. I love that Malia Obama did that. I love that she took That's her That's such her a year. luxury. It's such a luxury. And yes, yeah, she comes you know, from a certain background. But I do really respect the fact that especially her two parents who went to Ivy League schools supported the fact that she wanted to take that year and intern and kind of discover herself and really what her like interests were and is going to... Harvard and about to slay. Yeah. Like, I love that. Because seriously, is 18 a really good year to know what you want to do for the, re- the rest of yeah. your life? Right. Is that ideal? So to think you're in high school, you're under your parents' belt, you're, you're living life with rules. Do you really know what you want to do for the rest of your life? Or do you have to live a little bit? Because if you think about it, a lot of kids who go into college, they change their major so much and they end up staying in college longer than they want to, taking unnecessary classes and owing a whole lot more money than they need to. That is how the system Classes. I had to stay an extra year because I was like, wait, I yeah. really hate the fact that I'm a theater major. Let me change this up. There's nothing wrong with being a theater major. Also, you, you like, it's so much cheaper to get the internet. And you can like read yeah. a bunch of stuff on the internet. On internet. You can learn Truly. a bunch of stuff if you don't know exactly what you want to do, and you don't know exactly. The YouTube you tutorial taught me how to put this uh, podcast equipment together. <laughs> and, and when it comes to you know, <laughs> and then and then there's community too. Like a lot of times you pay to go to a school so that you can like be mm-hmm. with the best of the best, or you can like learn from other people that are similarly you know driven like you. But you can find that online but too. But here's the catch: if I didn't go to college specifically Loyola, I wouldn't know you three. Because I met Carmen through my friend Tamara, who I was friends with in college. Mm-hmm. I met Mick because we went to the same college. And I met Alexa through our friend mm-hmm. Courtney. Courtney. 
Yep. I, I also went to college. College yeah. connects yeah. you and networks you like a mother. Like, I had no family here when I moved to New York at all. But I had friends from college who got me through, who told me, got me the good connections. And, and I hooked you up with some dope furniture. <laughs> but also, let's Great not give, like, work, true yeah. story, Carmen Booth yeah, and I, like, credit, I'm not necessarily sure <laughs> should be attributed to, like, the college per se like I feel like it's an experience like it's a life experience it's like I feel like you get that when you go to work necessary. every day like you network with people that you know yeah. in mm. hindsight I mean most people do like you know you Some network do. with people that you know you feel like may or may not I mean at my last job before my current job I met four of my best friends like my okay. literally like soulmates shout mm. out to the shade room I love you guys um, but you know they were people that you know I networked with and thus became super close friends with I don't think that's necessarily subject to just I totally agree and you can do it for way cheaper I totally agree I think it's school and, and taking out loans can be right for some people but there are a lot of scholarships to Carmen's point there are a lot of other opportunities um, and then I also think you know I had a boss who told me one time and this is going to sound super conceited but he, t- he told me that no matter what sometimes a star is just going to shine mm-hmm. and like when Quentin says oh if we didn't go to Lille I would have never met Mick maybe or maybe not. Maybe we would have crossed paths just because we have similar interests and, and we open ourselves up to opportunities and to meeting new people and to new I don't. I don't like meeting them. new people. You loved meeting me. Oh, I did. <laughs> I, that's that's true. <laughs> but, but there was you like... You let me a, crash your wedding and I did not know whole, you from jail. There was a whole like, you need to meet Alexa. She loves you. And I was like, okay, I love her too. Bring her to the wedding. <laughs> Guys, I found out, like, I discovered Quentin on Facebook through my, through our mutual friend's Facebook. And I was I like, it. oh, my God, who is this person talking so much shit? I love them. He talks so much I shit. I love this. Follow him on Facebook. But no, college And then you just was became a... my friend in my head. Thank you. And You're now welcome. we're friends in real life. Now we're friends in real life. Um, okay, wait. I have a question. <laughs> <laughs> the mimosas are kicking in. Yes. Um, <laughs> what can of juice? If... There was a time machine, and you could travel to your younger self mm. in I college. I like where you're going. I like this. What the fuck <laughs> would you say to your younger self? Mm. Get out. You, college? About college. Specifically about college. <laughs> you know what I asked me? Get out of the sunken place. Ooh. Just don't talk to that dude. That one dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hold up. But hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I Same. was in the time machine and told you to stop talking to that dude. Anyway. No, not that dude. Somebody else, boo. Ooh, damn. <laughs> okay. Tea spilled. So mine is pretty specific. I had an I had an opportunity to go to law school a lot. Cheaper. I thought you were going to say I had an opportunity to actually travel. That's why I saw no, this is a real. This is po- actually possible in our physical universe. Okay. I had a, I had an opportunity to get a scholarship and, and go to school a lot more affordably. Uh, it was just not my first choice, and I was just like hung up on rankings. U.S. News: What rankings this school? You know, mm. blah blah blah. Look at the chart. How much money do people earn mm. when they graduate from this school yeah. or that school? And I would just say, don't get hung up on rankings because you yourself, like a star, is going to shine where a star is going to shine. So you go wherever you need to go, and if it saves you a lot of money, but you can go and stand out, then do that. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. I feel like this is something that I'm absolutely going to like carry down to my children. If you want to take a year, take a year. If you like feel like you know like in your heart of hearts that this is what you want to do, do it and like do it to the best of your ability. I think 
you know, my parents were amazing at that as well, but college was definitely at the forefront. Like, I had to go. There was no possible way that I couldn't go. Well, I think I would tell myself just to chill the fuck out, have fun. That's my biggest regret is that I didn't have as much fun as you should have fun Mm -hmm. in college. So for someone with all this debt, I look back, I'm like, Quentin, you really should have been chill and just had fun. So at least when you look at the the loan bills that are coming through, you can at least say, okay, it was kind of worth it. Right now right. I'm like, man, that college experience, I, I completely wasted. Yeah. I should have been having a lot of fun and making a lot of love. Yes, you should have. <laughs> and I was such a prude that that didn't happen. So that's my biggest regret. Well, mine is... Mine is not truly honoring your own dopeness and your Ooh. own creativity. I had an opportunity to perform to audition for the school in Liverpool, England, which was 14,000 euros at that time. And you know, euros at that time was not what it is now, the amount it is now. And I was intimidated. I was intimidated by the people who were before me and everything that didn't look like me. So I just felt like I didn't amount up. And if I had just had that courage, who knows where I would be? And I know that, spiritually speaking, we're, we're all placed in a situation for a reason. So it's all good at the end. All things work together for the good. That is the Bible scripture, Romans. But um, I definitely say, like, man, if I had just been so bold and and ferocious in that in that entity who knows where I would be so it's just like know who you are know what gifts you have regardless like I was teased a lot in high school I was teased a lot in school so it made me question myself a lot but if I didn't question myself regardless of what I was being teased about if I had just known the talent that I had the gifts that I had I would, you know, I would have been in school for four years in Europe, in London, and then who knows where I would have been after that or whatever. So you have so. to know your worth in order to financially invest in yourself. You have to know Absolutely. where your money is going. Right. You, you like, and like when I was dealing with teenagers, we were told to, um, as as an instructor, you know, don't just, first of all, don't discourage kids if they want to go to a community college first. Like that's cheaper. Take your two years, go to a community college, Absolutely. get your general ed, and then go to the school of your preferred major. But also know the kind of school that you want to go to. Whatever your major is, what kind of program does that major have that you will specifically want to major in? Like if you want to be a doctor, what kind of doctor do you want to be? Does this school provide those programs that will, that are needed after graduate school while you're in school if there's an internship so it's it's more to it than just like oh i want to go to the school because my friends go there and it's in florida right. this is have the bright right. program but you bring up you, another so. valid point a lot of to points. get the right. internship you have to be enrolled in college yeah but you know you brought up so many good points but first off when you're talking about the two-year school don't look down on those kids no, that, that aren't going Please to the state school. Uh, you know, maybe their school isn't playing in the in the Elite Eight like our school, Loyola right. plug. Or but, UIC. <laughs> but but like the, those kids that are going to the two-year school, some of those kids will be the ones that you'll be looking at 10 years later, 20 years later, and they started their own business while you're like me Hello. still paying off your debts. Hello. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Exactly. Yep. My feelings are so hurt. So hurt. All right. Well, before, like such a dummy. before we switch, I just had a couple things real quick. Oh, yeah, go for it, A couple it, other man. things to hit they off. They got lost. 
stuff to say because he know he knows I was about to change the subject. I, I know we're I know we're about to move he on, but you. if you're if you're about to take out new loans, definitely, and, and this is any kind of loan, but especially student loans, make sure you know the interest rates that you're paying. Oh, yes. amen. And make sure you amen. know how that interest rate accrues. Oh and this God. is something that oh, so church. many people will hear but not totally understand because it's it, it gets to be kind of complicated. But just make sure you understand how your interest on all your different loans and credit cards and student loans, how that interest is adding up to the total amount that you owe and pay off the highest interest loans first. Actually, in a lot of ways, if you consolidate your loans or if you have government federal loans or you're paying based on your income, student loan can in a lot of ways be good debt to have. And it might not be the first debt that you need to prioritize paying off above and beyond your minimum payment, right? Like always make your minimum payment on time as much as as much as possible. You don't want to mess with that. But when you're when you have extra money to spend, make sure you're putting that toward the highest interest rates that you're paying. Mm. And that's all that, that that's that's that. That's Thank a good you, note. Thank you. Money. Thank you, Zaddy. Uh-uh. <laughs> now I'm really depressed. Yeah. Um I find that there's some things that you should always just know for the week. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be an idiot mm-hmm. at the water cooler when people are talking things. So mm-hmm. we've <laughs> gathered a list of things that you should fucking know in a segment we call Things You Should Fucking Know. Uh, the first thing, NCAA March Madness update, courtesy of Mick, because I don't know anything. Is this baseball? Uh -uh. (laughs) so spring training will be soon for baseball don't worry about that it's coming up it's bowling and we'll (gasps) bowling is all year round we could do in fact we need to do a nobody dances here we should bowling Bowling outing that would be good football is it football so this is actually basketball (laughs) great you know true story i can't dribble the ball and i'm black i believe true story i feel like meg is gonna be so proud of me but (laughs) <laughs> I am a CIF champion. Hey. What? Uh, I play basketball hey. from like when I was a, a kid, kid, like all the way until high school. Um, we went to the second round of state. Yeah. Um, wow. Sweetie has a ring with some what? rubies in it. You need to bring that to the next. I will. I will. We need receipts. Make don't believe you. I was the power forward, number fifty-four, like Kwame Brown. Shout out to the Lakers. Kwame LA Brown. Girl. That was your inspiration. Lakers? Was Kwame Brown? Not necessarily. Oh, I just saw the nor- number and I was just like, oh, what about like Kwame? Horace Grant, fifty-four. Love Chicago Horace. Bulls. So the quick update we want to give is Loyola <laughs> Chicago, the, uh, the the institution to which Quentin and I owe a tremendous amount of Alma money. Alma mater. <laughs> uh, they, Loyola. they made oh, it oh, oh, in okay. a lot of ways. That's a, a good statement. Um, but. They made it to the Elite Eight. They are playing right now. They are winning their game right now. 36 to 24 against Kansas. Ow. Look at you, man. You could totally be a sports commentator. No, I'm you looking at the, the TV. But we're trying to go to the Final Four, folks. We're really trying to go Let's to the Final Four. Shout Hope. out to the nun that's praying for them. Oh, my gosh. She's I amazing. love her. Is it Jean? I think her name <laughs> yes, is Jean. Yes, I love her you in know her wheelchair. Okay, so you know the bobblehead for Jean is on sale at eBay for up to $300. Are you serious? Jean is premium. Jean Come on, man. She knows her stuff. Coins. She's but good. Was Jean there when we were there? She uh, she's be. been there since we since a she long time be. before so, we were there. Well she before, probably saw my salacious halftime shows because oh. I used to do halftime Jean shows for that fight department. 
The dance crew. Yeah. Envious <laughs> Scorch. Ooh, Gene wasn't here for yeah, you. Yeah, Gene used to look at me like, no. Hey, I call on the same for you. We got these girls stripping <laughs> on the court. That's why we're losing these games. You need to graduate. And they leave, were wild on man. that floor. Well, Gene has brought Gene has brought the good fortune. We are on a mission from God, and the Jesuits are <laughs> jumping. So God. let's keep it going. Yes. Otherwise, we got some. Michigan and Florida State are going to play for a chance to go to the Final Four. Duke beat Syracuse. Kansas beat Clemson. Villanova beat West Virginia. And Texas Tech sports. beat Purdue. Women, if you want to get close to a man, you better know this stuff. Sports well, just know what's going on. Just know what's going true. on. Sports, sex, and food. You better no. know some little sports. But, Carmen, all you need to know is that it's going on. And if he isn't available to respond, if he is not available to, you know, bring you your whatever you need, like, <laughs> it's, it's March Madness. Like, come on. You, you already had. Something. You already have Valentine's Day. Like it's time. Ooh. <laughs> Don't come for me. Did it just come? Did you Ooh. come for me? Okay. I was just trying to let you know that when we're trying to help. Okay. You Steve Hawkins, Hawkins passed away. Who that? <laughs> oh, I know Alexa is joking. I can't deal with that. Who that? Who that? <laughs> you see her face though. Uh, <laughs> As you know, I don't have any sense. I'm so sorry. Sorry. Um, My job. He is was so cool. a, a very famous. <laughs> Scientist, <laughs> astrophysicist, Thank very, you. very um, influential thinker, school. one of the great thinkers he of our time. Atheist. Was he atheist? Was he? I. That's what Google said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what so you didn't know who he was either. Anyway, we shouldn't talk about stuff we don't know anything about. <laughs> <laughs> who put this on here? Why Anyways, did you say he was an atheist? Why did you say that? At all? It was probably um, right now as I as did. we laugh. Um, walk out for our lives is going on right now. Yes, this shout month, out to everyone amazing. in the city, in DC, across the country that podcast, are walking out to protest <laughs> the crooked NRA, our crooked ass government. Love y'all, Bish. Quentin. What do you think? <sighs> I'm all for a protest, but <laughs> as my but. husband so eloquently put when he went to the women's march last year and was very disappointed. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you're going to say. Americans are very passive when it comes to protesting. I agree. So he, like, what should we be doing? What do you mean? Setting Voting. the White House on fire. Okay. Like. These Quentin peaceful crazy. protests are not working. I hope the NYPD is listening. The protests aren't working at all. You don't see like just a little bit of change in anything, especially with the Black Lives Matter. Anything? Well, Black Lives Matter no, has been getting turned. Yeah, so yeah. it's slowly. And it's been getting turned beyond the protests. Right. Like they've been going for blood. And they are. Have you seen the riots? Right. And then also. But asking. beyond that, they're also That's going not a for the protest, legislation. Though. So coming out of our sports section, there was also a Kings <laughs> game in Sacramento where there was a Why police. Why did you bring it shooting. back to sports? No, I'm no, not no, trying no, to bring. I'm not trying to bring it back to sports. Listen I, to the I'm whole point. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. Uh, <laughs> Make nobody's doing. I'm not okay. trying to. I'm not trying to soften the. <laughs> I know what he's bringing. The, the seriousness of what we're talking about. Make is trying to just for ESPN behind my back. Go Zaddy. But there's a police shooting. Right, a guy was shot uh-huh. in his own backyard in Sacramento. Twenty times. And there's uh, twenty times. Twenty fucking times. So. So I don't know. I don't know that the I don't know that the marches aren't affecting things. I just think that uh, I I think that they are affecting things. I think that these kids in the march that we're seeing today about, you know, the gun Mm -hmm. violence, I think they have a really focused message and they have a really 
focused list of demands that a lot of other organizing groups that are you know uh, marching or demonstrating for a lot of other causes they might not have as much focus about the one or several things that they want to actually see changed immediately mm-hmm. and I think that's uh-huh. why these kids are finding such interest in what they're doing right now but they're also very very aware of like how to make that change beyond the protest like I was watching a lot of um, their interviews like post you know the initial school shooting that happened a few weeks ago and they were talking about how they couldn't wait to vote. They couldn't wait yes. to be able to but the make way that their they voices say it, hurt. It's like, like they're when like, your I'm coming like, for your wig. Yes. I cannot yep. wait to be getting right. home. I'm a tenant ass. They're oh. coming for your wig, Donnie. Seriously. One of the one of the kids from Parkland, I saw a clip today yes. where he was saying, you know, it's very simple. You can continue to be supported by the NRA, uh, Ricky Rubio. Not Ricky Rubio. He's a basketball player. Uh, Marco Rubio. Marco. Or, Marco. But, but if you do that, we're oh, going to vote no. you out. And it's we're just strong. that simple. That's what he said. When these kids... Are, are, are smart Z enough. It's not playing. Look, our millennials, we sat through an Iraq war. We sat yep. through, you know, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, uh, all these different things. And nobody shut America. down school. Nobody. Sh- I know that I know that there were pockets that did. But I'm saying at the level that these kids are right now, I'm not trying yeah, to I make write. it. I'm not trying to discredit any organizers before. But what we're seeing I'm now. I'm discrediting them. Y'all need to step y'all game up. But what we're seeing right now is uh, these kids were born in the digital age. They know how to use social media to organize together, and they are not tolerant of the of the bullshit, and so they're calling it out. I think it, what, it, what really happens is it doesn't, it goes to show that no matter what happens, when it ha- happens close to home, you're going to get super pro- proactive about it no matter what. Like, you're yeah. going to fight, you're going to go hard. It happens to a family member or a neighbor or somebody right in front of you, or you're going to go hard. If it's somebody that you don't really know, it's like you fight for it, but you're like, uh, okay. But because this happened in my school, and this is my best friend who got killed, who's one of the 17 people who got killed, oh, we're, we, something but needs to happen. But not just that, but the rate at which it's happening, because this could be like, right. well, my school's next. Right. Every week you and hear that, about a different shooting, though. Yeah. Like, didn't we just hear about Maryland this week? Yeah. And yeah. and there was another there was another Florida. But yeah. what I find Florida so what I think it? is incredible now is you're starting to see these Parkland kids connecting with kids yes. who Being maybe social. maybe their Facebook school search is maybe really easy. maybe yeah. maybe 17 people weren't killed at their school in one day, but. 30 from their school died last summer. Or you had a PE teacher who accidentally fired his... Remember that that story? The guy, I think it was a PE teacher or a marshal or something like that, accidentally fired his gun and injured a student. Oh, yeah. In Arizona, right? Was that in Arizona? But he was a former cop. Exactly. There's a school that's... You injured a student? There's a school going viral right now because their plan is to give the kids a bucket of rocks. Did you hear this? No. No, this is a real story. No. No, I'm serious. I'm I'm, I'm serious. No, no. Like, if you didn't have content to bring today, you didn't have to, like, make stuff up. No, I'm just (laughs) saying the, the level to which people will bend the the rules of like logic and what you should actually do Meg, is not something that these kids are tolerating. What right are now. you talking about bucket of rocks? Hold on. Just talk for 10 seconds. And okay. Okay. So even at my former high school, there is a former teacher who's been noted. Nathan said Mr. a bucket Flynn. of rocks. <laughs> but he said something against Trayvon Martin where the kid, where someone had made an accusation about, um, a racial statement that was made in the school. And so this teacher, he was a dean of students. He said, but was he 
wasn't he on private property? He was justifying the whole shooting of Trayvon Martin. And so it was this big thing about how they felt like he was being disrespectful towards, you know, the black people who was being insensitive and everything. And the kids didn't want to press charges. They didn't want to see him fired. They just wanted to educate him. Mr. Fanning, who was actually a former teacher of mine, he was that hypothetical thinker. He was the, well, you know, if this happened, think about this, consider this, consider that. So um, it, it's just a lot of different highlights that are happening throughout the country that deals with violence, that deals with black, you know, police against black people violence that deals with white on black violence, black on black violence that just is constantly circulating and there is no end, there is no resolve. And white on white all. violence because white on know, white violence, let's Filipino, talk about Filipino the shooter. Violence. Also, we, we didn't talk about this last week but this would have been such a great talking point about toxic masculinity oh, because okay. I haven't, you know, there's like, I think there was a woman involved with the Fernandino shooting or something like that mm -hmm. in California mm -hmm. but it's almost always males, right? And it's mm -hmm. almost always a subset of males. Wow. But this is, this is a Washington Post story the title of the story is This School District's Plan to Stop Shooters Arming Students with a Bucket of Rocks. And so <laughs> this, is, what? this is real. This story Overdone. was posted March 24th, at, uh, which is today <laughs> at 12.51 p.m. What's the budget for it? Right. Well, I, that's a great question. A couple of hours ago. Let's go but, there. But this is in Florida. This is uh, a school district in Florida, Shike. Shalkill County, don't totally know how to say it, in Harrisburg, Florida. And uh, that's their plan. That's the, what David Heisel, the superintendent of the school district, said uh, that that was their plan. Every classroom has been equipped with a five-gallon bucket of Riverstone. River. Okay. Hold on. Also, no also, I might have lied. It might be Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm not sure if it's Florida. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm but done. but you guys can look it up. You know, while you're scoring at home. I'm but we. But the plan. The plans are bad. And you know what's crazy, Quentin? Even the people that own guns, even the people that love guns. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois. I've shot guns. Even the people that and love who? guns. I knew it. I knew I'm get out saying, my property. I'm just saying, even the people that love guns, they agree there's some common sense stuff that we could do. Right. You, sh you shouldn't be able to just go to a gun show and buy a gun without a, a background check, right? That's a loophole. And, right. and other things like you this. You should be above 13 years old to be able to purchase a gun license. Totally, right? It should be more difficult you to buy be, a gun than to buy steel. Able to see twenty twenty vision and not be damn near blind. Yes, did we, in, see, did exactly. we see the article in Iowa? About a blind person in Iowa. Yes. <laughs> you need a gun for with your blind ass. I'm sorry. But this I'm drunk and I don't give no fuck. Why your blind ass need a gun? I think I think this is the most. Well, I think gun control. Gun control is the most clear issue where you can see that 80 or 90% of people in the whole country agree on some steps that we could take, but we can't even take the steps we agree on because we're so busy being polarized and told that we need to stay in our corner right. and not get in the middle and talk talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I don't I wish we weren't talking about so much violence. God, I want to talk about this again. The I'm sorry. Austin terrorist was uh, killed, Mark Anthony Condit. <sighs> His parents had no idea about the darkness in their son. <laughs> Joe. I, I was in Austin while this was going on, actually. It was pretty... The fuck? Yeah, I'm actually really scared. I'm going there on Monday. Well, oh, and I'm like, I'm dead now. You're in the north. Well, about. I mean, yeah, but it's just still scary. But, you know, going back to the topic at hand, hun. I am very, very, very exhausted of the media creating these 
scapegoats and like these like false stories about these white men that are literally going out terrorizing terrorizing our not just our country our freaking universe there's like (laughs) there is so much going on at the troubled youth right and like let's just say it if it was a young Latina man, if it was a young black man, if it was a young Arab man, if it was a, you know, another Has Donald man. Trump said anything about him? No. Hell no. No. Punk ass. Right. But the problem is, it. is that the scapegoats that are provided to white men who are the, you know, at the hands of all these, you know, terrorist situations is sickening and I'm exhausted of it. And we need to get real. He was a terrorist. He was a murderer, and yeah, point blank. <sighs> there's no, there's no escaping that. You can't escape that. Him versus can't. the guy in Austin who got shot twenty times. Like seriously. Well, first of all, where are the taser guns? Why don't we use taser? Why don't they use taser guns anymore? What seriously? What's the problem with that taser? And the problem, another I'm sure problem. Amazon Prime has to sell going out for tasers if the police department really doesn't have. Well, shoot! If they gotta sell a wholesale, let's let's send it out. I have one more statement to make before Ming Money comes in and drops some more knowledge. You know he ready. Police officers are not meant to shoot to kill. They are meant to shoot to disarm people in situations of, you know, disorder. And they're not intention like they're not supposed to intentionally shoot to kill. Well, yes. That's a problem because that's not like the root of their learnings as a police officer and they're not meant to shoot to kill initially they're just meant to shoot to disarm whoever is at fault in this situation and get to the root of the issue and you know they're being told something when it comes to people of color they're being told something well no that's what i'm saying i'm saying the problem is is that they're not going by their rule books yeah don't tell people how they're supposed to be living and what they're supposed to be doing if you're not doing it yourself. But, you know, I I, I, que- I question their learning because even when you think about teachers, and I have a friend, she was like the only black person in a school at the U of I, she was an education major. And they told her that if you see a person of color who's acting this way, they're automatically in this category where they have a learning disability or you have to treat them a certain way. So if a teacher is being told to treat a student a certain way because of their color, imagine what a police is being told how to treat a person of color when they're in the streets, especially when they're not from that same neighborhood. Because, you know, the big thing is you got these police who are policing these areas, these areas like Inglewood, but they're not even from Inglewood. They don't know the street mentality but they're quick to shoot you know what i mean so it's like what are they being told in their classes or in their training beyond shoot or don't shoot right there's some more things going on there well in other news uh cynthia nixon uh, from sex and the city she played miranda hobbs is running for governor of new york yes, against andrew miranda. cuomo you're with it everybody's with it yeah i want miranda to be president President. <laughs> I mean, president. governor. President. No, he wants to be president, though. Like, seriously. Quentin, yeah. are you drinking peach vodka again? No. But wait, can I ask who here watched the show? Because I didn't watch the Sex show. Sex and the Wait, what the? Excuse me? Excuse me? So he I'm, said who watched the show. What? We need to know where it's coming from, the reference. Everybody Sex else watched the, the show? I didn't. I My have, friends did in high school. I didn't watch I it. I have watched it. I have a lot of seen who did. every episode multiple, multiple, multiple oh. times. I've seen movies. both movies, 
multiple, multiple, multiple You want to know times. why I studied fashion journalism? Because I wanted to live Nick, my best Carrie Bradshaw life. I wanted to come to New York. Carrie was a shit, though. I ain't watch it, but she was a shit, though. Well, I'm, I'm for it. Do yeah. it. It's a funny show, Meg. You should probably get an HBO. But, you know but, they have a tour here, a, a Sex in the City, Sex in the City tour. Ain't nobody trying to do that dumb shit. They got they. It's a it's a tour. It's on a bus. They give you liquor, free liquor, and they tell you all the little highlights that they went to. Why not? I haven't been on a set of show, so I didn't really care. But there's something to do. Wait, I have a funny. Well, it's not even funny. So I was on walking to. Uh, I used to go see a therapist um, every to. like Wednesday. Used to shut the. You done? Cast out the bag. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I used to go see a therapist every Wednesday morning. And so on the uh, Lower East Side. And so I'm like walking to the therapist. And standing, coming up next to me is Sarah Jessica Parker. Man. With a Dwayne Reed bag. That's a great life. And I turn my head. That's a great life. And she smiles. She says, she says hi. And I'm like, oh, oh hi. Or whatever. <laughs> now, we were walking in the same direction. But I couldn't. I was freaking out. I went. <laughs> left she kept walking straight let me tell you she, it was like she had just like left the pilates class but she was in high heels oh shit i got to my therapist's office he's like what's wrong like did you lose your job did you go through a breakup like what's wrong i was like hyper i was like i just saw she's there just gonna work oh my gosh she's sad to me and I, I like i cried i cried what is she doing what do you mean? What's she doing? She's, she's going to Dwayne Reed. Like, she's is she bossing. working? She's is she doing bossing. anything? She yeah, she came out with a shoe collection, like with Nordstrom. Like she's she had, was running line. errands, and she yeah. said hi to me. Is she she's still married to? Um, yeah, she was yes. wearing heels. She was wearing her heels. I mean, we're not going to talk about the fight between her and Kim Cattrall. Like, I can't. It just stresses that happened me. so long ago. We're not going to talk about no, it. But it was like not so long ago. You know what we are going to talk about? I, we, a lot of this has to do with race. Damn. Illinois Republicans nominated an actual Nazi for the House seat, Arthur Jones, with his stupid-ass hat. I mean, the quote about his stupid-ass hat came from one of the articles on Google that popped up, and he was wearing, like, those ugly fedoras that you find at, like, the corner shop, like, with the, like, ugly stripes, and it's, like, plastic straw. Like, it just, he looks like trash. Well, you know, this is, it reminds me of the Austin story, where it's just, like, we're from a few of us are from Chicago. You don't have to go very far outside of Chicago to to remember where where you actually are. You're in the Midwest, right? You're surrounded by a lot of cornfields, um, and and I mean, I've got the polo era Kanye in my head, but it's like <laughs> r- racism is still alive. People conceal it, but that's uh, it's still there. You know, anybody anybody is better than Rounder. Anybody is better than Rounder right now. So right. Rounder, I don't know if Rounder is going anywhere, but you know. We'll see. All right. So we've reached the point of our podcast where we like to help people. And in a segment I like to call Dear Nobody. I like to help people. Some of you guys are kind of critical of people. Sorry, Sorry, Mick. I mean, last week that guy, he really did try it. Like, everybody call. I mean, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay. So we have the first (laughs) caller. I didn't mean to read him like that, but he got (laughs) on my nerves. He's hilarious. Um, so I've been seeing this guy, uh, we've been friends for a couple of years and, uh, you know, we've been sort of like, we've gone through like really tough times together. Um, and recently I expressed my, 
you know, love for him and was met with a thank you, but yet and still there's still vibes and everything like that. A lot of my other friends say, you know, you know, cut him off and everything like that. Um, But I don't want to, you know, but at the same time, because it's just like we still do have a friendship. Um, And, like, at times he can be a little bit shut off or shut down, and that's him. But at the same time, we just have a lot of um, fun together, and he's a terrific guy. So what do you think I should do? Thanks. Mm. Bye. But she said she expressed her love to him, and he said thank you or no yes. thank you or what, he what was this? He said thank you. He said thank you. Can I talk? Yes. Like go, go. Go. I want to hear you first. People function in dysfunction, and because it feels normal, we feel like it's right. Girl, find you a hero and drop that zero. Like you are way more invested in the situation than he is. You want something serious and real to post on Facebook, etc., and he's just looking for a good time. Well, he's bringing something to that good time is what I heard. He's, I yeah, mean, in a bedroom, but what about overall? Come on. Is he a fuck boy or is he a fun boy or is he a real boy? Like, Is he a man? Going? Is he a man? Mm. Yeah. Big money. I'd love to hear I don't know. That. I think there's not a lot of questions here. She's just got to figure out what she what she wants and what she's willing to put up with. I think she knows what she wants, but she's settling. She knows what she wants. She Maybe she doesn't know what she'll settle for exactly. Maybe that's why she's calling. But you just got to, you know, I don't know, just know uh, know what you're willing to do right now. If, you, if you're at a place in your life where you need something serious and you need someone to reciprocate and to be vocal with you and to mirror your, your feelings, then this guy probably isn't that guy based on the dialogue that you shared. But if you're having a good time and you're not like worried about getting heartbroken or whatever, then have a good no. time. I okay. agree. I mean, I would say like, if you feel like this is something like of enjoyment for you, like you're, you know, having fun and you're not really worried about the labels or the titles or anything of that sort, I think do your thing, girl. But if you express the fact that you love someone and you feel that strongly about them and they say thank you, I think you really need to revisit and revise. Point blank. Good. All right, we're going to take another caller. Yes, callers. Keep calling. My wife and I have been together since college, and let's be honest, we didn't do much dating when we met. It was much more just hooking up because that's what you did in college, right? Now that we've been married for nearly 10 years, I feel like we need to do more dating. And how do I get started getting back to dating with my wife? And how do I bring it up to her? Thanks. Bye. What the? <laughs> That's a good question. I really love that, that question. I love that question because I feel like there are so many young couples that are in the same situation that have been to like they're like 30 years old, but they've been together since they were 18. And like, that's a really, you know. Wait, so he wants to date his wife. He basically yeah. wants okay. to bring that spark I, back. I misunderstood he, that question. Yeah. I, so that to mean what? He wanted to <laughs> date other people. <laughs> no. Nah. Sorry. Hold on, hold on. Okay. No, he loves her. He wants to date her. Yes. It's, just, it's just old. They've been Ooh. together since Yeah. They were, yeah. He, it's just been know. old. He needs been a Sprite thing. remix that situation. I mean, caller, to answer your question, I think that you bring it up to her and you say, look, babe, like, you know, I know that, you know, we've been together for a while and, you know, we've had some amazing times together, but I want to start making new amazing times together. Let's go out to this new, you know, 
amazing dinner restaurant and have a great night and like just do fun things be sporadic surprise and delight is it necessary to even make the announcement? Just do some shit. Like, I mean, yo, let's maybe go she, she needs it. Maybe she needs him to tell her, look, I mean, babe, we going here. Get ready. Be ready by night. I mean, there are some women who are just like, they're on some spontaneous stuff. They're just going with the flow of it. If she's been okay with the situation since college, they just been hooking up, shacking, whatever. It's like, all right, boom, this is what it is. So it's like, hey, let's go drinking and painting. Let's go to this club. Let's go yeah. um, sculpture. Like activities. Go yeah, we're definitely design. saying the same thing. Just yeah. get up and do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I say just get out of your comfort zone. Ch- yeah. ch- get, get you and your significant other somewhere. Maybe it's drunk painting or maybe it's doing something neither of you or have done before. Or going to an adult store. <laughs> I wish Michelle were here to explain that. That could also work. Hey, Michelle. You you know, when you put yourself in a new situation with your partner, then you have to explore it together. You have to rely on each other. You have to rediscover how you both learn together, that sort of thing. What do you know? All right. We have time for one more question, which I think is going to segue into what Carmen wants to talk about. Actually, I lied. It's going to segue into what I need Meg to talk about. We're going to make the segue happen. I'm not sure how yet. But here's the next caller. Dear nobody, what's up with all these dudes who say they want independent, financially stable women, and then when you date them, they leave you because they have no idea what to do with you? Ooh. Hell, Carmen. Well, I know. Carmen. <laughs> so, We're turning to Mig first for the, this. The first thing I would say I mean. is um, it's twitter.com backslash Mig Mora, M I G M O R A, because. I'm looking for a financially stable woman. <laughs> what happened to the last one you were with? Uh-oh. Don't do him. I want to address the... I want to respect <laughs> the callers. <laughs> I, I, I want to make sure, make sure that we're addressing the call and the question. Uh-huh. Um, I think that... Yeah, that goes both ways, right? Everybody wants somebody to be financially stable and everything else. Um, what was the question again? She's asking why she guys want to financially stable. Why men ask for something that they can't handle? Oh well, yeah, that, you're just talking. You're just fishing in the wrong pond. Like you need to, you need to understand yourself, as Carmen would say. You need to value yourself and um, just go, go find these guys. They're, they're, you know, it's not that hard to find, find guys that have a career, right? Carmen, help me out here. What do you do? <laughs> Where, what do you do? It is not that the, the guy has to find you first of all. But what? Second of all, what do you mean the guy has to find you? This, is this segwaying back into the previous podcast that you all had? Okay. Men are hunters. But anyway, um, I just feel like to a certain degree that, um, there are men who they say they want this independent woman, but when they get them, they don't know what to do. They don't know what everything that encompasses what an independent, independent woman is. To a certain degree, a man, and tell me if I'm wrong, a man wants to feel needed. They want to feel like they're able to be useful to a certain degree to a woman. Because if a woman is 100% independent, she can do everything she wants but come for herself. Like, do you feel needed? Do you feel nothing? I'm just being honest. I'm just being frank right now. I'm just saying, like, you to a certain degree, a man wants to feel like he can do something to her, to for her to add value to her life. Well, I so, think the misconception is, and because I've heard this a lot before my current relationship, is that a strong woman that can, and all women are strong, I hate that statement, a woman that can provide for herself, that does for herself, can't show a man that she needs him or she wants him or she wants to be with him. I think there's a misconception around that. We still have our feminine softness about us. We still 
you know, have that that need to be, you know, wanted and, and desired and all of those things. And I don't feel like, you know, just because I'm a quote unquote boss that, you know, I can't a business, a boss and a brand. Yes. Booked and blessed, honey, <laughs> that I can't, you know, want or, you know, show my man that I need him, you know. But I think it's all about perceptions, about how a man perceives a woman, especially in this dating era now, 2018. 2018 is as if women, they just, they want to do whatever the, you know, women, they, they want what they want. They are how they are. And they expect a man to be receptive of that. And to a certain degree, I guess how a man was raised to be or learned they are supposed to be to a certain degree, they feel like there's a submission that a woman's supposed to have. To, so I just feel like there's always this balance of what, how much a woman should do or how much a woman should give off to a man and how much a man should perceive or receive as far as a woman is concerned. So as to this caller, continue to be your independent self and truly believe that somebody will be respect, receptive of the confident, independent, independent person that you are, but also know that there is a need that a man has and you have to kind of, to a certain degree, adhere to that. If that makes sense. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, like, you're absolutely no, right. I, absolutely. I think you guys are on point. I'll, let me be serious for a second because I was joking around earlier. I think there's two types of self-consciousness that got men and women have, right? But I'll just speak for myself. Yeah. If a woman is super independent, super like clearly a winner, like this, you know, this girl is like. You gotta step your game up. You gotta step your game up for two reasons. Number one, because she might realize that you're, you know, you're, who are you? And number two, because other people, other guys, will realize who are you and try to like, try to try to get in there, right? So to me, it's like for the guy, you just have to, um, you have to be confident in who you are and your relationship potentially with her. And for her, maybe what you could do is just help at every any point where you can reinforce reinforce how committed you are to this person if, you, if you're in a relationship uh, so that they don't have to worry about a trust issue of like, oh, this person is so successful, this person is so popular that like, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if, if I'm comfortable because everybody's like after them, right. that sort of thing. If you can help him trust you more, but it's a fine line because he has to like just be grounded and, and confident in himself. But if you can help him, then help him. That's all I got. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree. I think that, you know, there's definitely, a, a, you know, two sides to the story. And there's a duality in this situation that like, you know, needs to be paid attention to. All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, if you are bold enough, to ask us Hello, for adv advice or have a question or a comment, you can call us up at nobody4747. That's 662-639-4747. We will literally answer anything. Um, I'm literally watching Alexa refill her glass. Not playing any games here. We're not Saturday playing any night. glass. Any games. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, I wanted to get back on the subject of uh, finances to close things off because last week after our podcast, we went out, I had a few drinks, and then I bought $300 worth of cryptocurrency. And nobody told you to do that. <laughs> One person did tell me to do that. <laughs> I don't know where my money is, Meg. Please explain 
to your best of ability what the fuck Bitcoin is and where the fuck my money oh, is. Please, well, first yeah. off, did you buy Bitcoin or did you buy? No, another? I bought the uranium. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This vibranium is- or uranium? I don't. If we would have bought vibranium, we would have been living vibranium. in a damn mansion by I now. Starts with the E. All right, so I understand that I understand that that was your setup for me to talk about cryptocurrency. I'm gonna roll. Uh, <laughs> no, I really did buy. It. I know you did. I know you. You did. saw me buy it. Bless your heart. He We're gonna help you out today. All right, so everybody at home has probably heard of Bitcoin because it's 2018, right? What is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a type of currency, a type of value that you can exchange, and and it's worth it's worth money. It is, uh, it's basically a code or uh, a key that you can hold, all right? What is the key to? Well, the key is one of many keys, all right? So it's like, imagine a network of computers and every computer on the network has a key, okay? And the information that's on the network, if you wanted to hack it, you have to hack all of the computers on the, on the network. Okay, you have to have all the keys. So it's really hard to hack, all right? That's sort of the value keys, of Bitcoin. Keys, keys, keys. open doors, all right? So basically, that's the beauty of Bitcoin is that you're, you're encrypting the information of how much money you have and where the money is and, and how it's stored. You're encrypting it across a network of computers instead of like one computer which you do with your money in the bank my my chase checking account that's one set of computers one set of servers or whatever if if (laughs) 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 and we we had a nice message there from from the dj but um but basically instead of instead of just trusting your bank with all your money you can trust a network that makes it much harder to hack that's what Hmm. cryptocurrency is all about okay Now, that technology that makes it harder to hack, that's a bigger technology called blockchain that you don't, blockchain. Need, you don't need to know a ton about it, but uh, it can have other applications besides just money. Any information you would want to keep secure, like you know uh, your personal information, your purchase history, that sort of thing, instead of just having one central person or entity holding that information, you can distribute it so that it's much more protected. So a lot of people think this is the future of where money is going. Hmm. Like, imagine if you lived in Venezuela, okay? Venezuela has a really rough economy. People don't trust the government. If you were wealthy, if you had no student loan debt, all right, and you just had millions and millions of dollars and you're living in Venezuela. I like how you're talking about visiting Venezuela and the music just changes. (laughs) Right. Right on cue, DJ. But if I was wealthy in Venezuela, I might not trust the bank or I might not trust the government that insures the bank, right? So what do I want to do? I don't want to just put the money under my mattress. I want to put it in something where I feel like it's really safe and secure. That's what a lot of people are doing with Bitcoin, okay? Got it. Bitcoin is uh, kind of challenged. Like it's several years old. The technology was groundbreaking at the time, but there's better technology now. So that's why there's other cryptocurrencies, like not vibranium, but I think you were talking about <laughs> Ethereum. I said uranium. You said uranium. That's right. <laughs> you tried it. But vibranium. There's, there's, How do you say it? Ethereum. <laughs> so oh, no, and he spent three hundred dollars. Like ether, like. Ethereum, Jay Z, Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum. Exactly. Okay. So that's like another one that's really popular. There's all these different 
different coins that uh, are basically different cryptocurrencies that have different technological advantages. Some of them are not cracked up to be much. Some of them are like, oh, this is a total scam. Why would I pay my money on this? Right. But other ones are like, oh, this one is partnered with IBM. This one is partnered with American Express. So there is like a whole market out there. You can do a lot of research. You can tweet me at McMora, as I said, if you want to talk about it, because I'm learning as I go also. But to your question, you bought Ethereum. It's a really low price right now. If you had bought it when I was first getting into it in Christmas, you would have lost a lot of money because it was higher then. So I'll help you and we'll we'll figure out uh, make, what you should do with make it. Make money. I need I need I want a real I want a real podcast studio. I want millions of dollars. I mean, is this better than investing in like mutual funds and other things that people have already invested in prior so, to Bitcoin coming out? All right, great question, Carmen. First, I would say this is not financial advice because I'm I would be a terrible financial advisor. You just told right. people to tweet you. No, some people <laughs> to some talk people about it because really I'm. They want to make too. their money to make more money. Like they're looking for that money. So is this, this is a good a- investment or is it just an idea? That was Murata. It it is an Ooh. idea. It is a philo- There is definitely an idea that. Bitcoin came out of the Occupy Wall Street movement time period, okay, where people were like, I don't trust the government, I don't trust the banks, we need to start our own money, right. okay? So it is an idea, and you are buying into sort of a technology and a philosophy at the same time. It's a super risky investment. I would say any of these coins, including Bitcoin, they're super risky. They have super volatile swings. Sometimes the swings are up, sometimes the swings are down. Right now, overall, the market is really down. So you could make an argument that this is a really good time to buy right now because mm-hmm. the prices are like half of what they were back in December or January. Um, but I would say this is not a replacement for your 401k. This is not a replacement for your Roth IRA accounts or any other retirement plan. Mark Cuban would say this should be 1% of your investment. 1% of your investment should go toward cryptocurrency. All right. I'm a lot higher than that because I'm I'm taking a risk on it, right? Uh-huh. But um, you you want to put in as much money as you are able to lose. Wow. You want to put in as much money as you are willing and able to lose, and then when it once it is in, I would just pretend that it's not there anymore and just give it a couple years and see how it pans out. And how can people participate? Are there apps? Yes. So Coinbase is the app that Quinton used, which is the most accessible app right now. Coinbase, one word. Good job, Quinton. And uh, you can buy... I downloaded it, but while you were swiping your card for $300, I was not. (laughs) Well, Quinton could be rich. I could be rich. He could. You know, I I may need to get my stuff together. A dangle of 1%. But Coinbase is a good app to get you started. There's four or five coins that you can buy on there. There's a whole bunch of other ones, but it gets a lot more complicated. So start with Coinbase. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. I feel a lot more thank confident you. in the three hundred dollars. I, I don't dropped. know what was happening when I heard the word Bitcoin. I was like, okay, what is she this? She said Bitcoin. Bitcoin. But I'll tell you this. Shut I'll up. I've been told you. The that's last, the, that's the last the thing I'll say. Shut up. We've <laughs> talked a lot about cryptocurrency, but like I said, that technology is is going to help make a lot of things more secure including Absolutely. elections i think and mm-hmm. things like that so, so. like anything so blockchain related the president we are. look My people are that. we didn't even talk about facebook and mark zuckerberg i don't know if we're getting there but people are pissed we're already over but do you really need to talk about it no i don't need to talk <laughs> about anything i'm just saying 
Blockchain technology is basically removing trust from all these different relationships that you have. You have I put a lot of trust in Facebook mm-hmm. that they're not going to share the DMs that I'm sending. All right. I put a lot of trust in Facebook. I put a lot of you trust. You are sadly mistaken, Big Mora. <laughs> I know I'm mistaken. <laughs> I know I'm mistaken. But blockchain is basically a smart contract where the technology can make sure that what you promise is what you deliver. And what you get in return is what you were ex- you were expecting. So only um, men could be like that. So look out for that. Ooh. That's it. I'm flipping you to burn right now. That's all I got. Did you hear what I said? I didn't say Carmen. I said men. I thought you said Carmen. No, I said if only men could be like that. How far over are we? <laughs> we're pretty over. Are we, we're like matter. way over. People love us. Loyola. I hope you're still listening. The Loyola Ramblers are up 19 points right now. Okay, Mick, that was not necessary. 12 minutes to play. All right. Going to Last words, four. Carmen. You came in wanting to talk about <laughs> dating roles shifting, men expecting women to be aggressive and pursue them, and side chicks. You got literally one minute to speak on it. So basically, if you want to live a happy life and if you're looking for companionship, find happiness within yourself. Be happy. Find what makes you happy, what brings you joy. The more you invest in that, the more you will vibrate that for the person that is that is you're supposed to be with. And you'll find your, I'm not going to say soulmate, but you'll vibrate with the same person who has the same type of relationship with themselves. And you will make beautiful music together. Period. Great. Point blank. Is that 60 seconds? Yep. Alexa. Yes. Um, I, um, I had a conversation with my um, parents this morning after, you know, I told you I had my, you know, tough week, my Toys R Us week. Um, and they, to- <laughs> <laughs> listen. Toys R Us kid. Toys R Us kid. Always. Faux show. Amazon Prime adult. So, no. you know, I'm working towards that. You know, I'm working. No, I'm not. That. I'm not. Toys R Us kid all day, every day. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Girl, but I ain't trying to be bankrupt. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Um, I had a conversation with my parents this morning and they were really just like, take time to do something nice for yourself today. Yes. And I think that's one thing I would like to relay to everyone and especially myself because I don't do that at all. Take time when times are tough, when, you know, even if times aren't tough and you've just been going at it, working really hard, you know, doing your thing. Take a moment to reflect and also treat yourself. Treat yourself. uh, Yeah, but be honest with yourself and be like, look, self, like, you did some awesome shit this week. And I am really proud of you. And I love you. And I'm going to treat you to this today because you deserve it. So all I will say to you and myself, listeners, is self-care is muy importante. And I'm about to give my salsa on to my cousin right here. Yes. Yes. I love it. Uh, My parting thought is just to be your biggest fan, be your biggest champion, your biggest advocate. And there's going to be plenty of people who are going to tell you why you can't do that thing you want to do, why you can't afford that thing that you want to invest in. Why you shouldn't podcast, Quentin. Why you shouldn't podcast, why you shouldn't be posting pictures where you have a bunch of makeup and a pink background. There's going to be all these people (laughs) who don't have the confidence or the ability to sell what you're selling because they don't have you and they aren't you and just stop letting them that much makeup stop letting well and they and they didn't even photoshop the zit off of your forehead even after all that makeup and you know what don't let them tell you that you shouldn't just be the greatness that you exude because you are a miracle and all you have to do to unlock it is just know that you are capable of anything yes and walk like it and talk amen hallelujah 
Okay, I gotta end this podcast now because I just found out that my BFF Car- uh, Courtney is like in the neighborhood. Um, so, oh my god, we're gonna have so much fun tonight. Um, except for Mick, you're not invited. Um, if you like this podcast, you have to share it. Yes, and like call. you have to share it. Yeah. First and off, can we thank everyone who tuned in to our first new episode last week? Thank like, you. Let's give a yeah. Thank you so much and for supporting us. For those who are pending vi- downloading because they thought I was on it earlier, but it's okay. No, you should listen to every episode regardless. I told them to. I told them to. No, you didn't. You, you need told to, them to. I wait did. Until it's a series. <laughs> You saw my comments in the post. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh-uh, don't listen to the first one. I ain't subscribe on, it. on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, <laughs> yeah, and SoundCloud. And, and for more information, please visit our site at nobodydanceshere.com. <laughs> Have a fantastic week. Love y'all. Go Loyola. Final four. Peace, love, and soul. Fuck Loyola. Ah! <laughs> F at USC, sure. I can't end the podcast if you keep talking. Carmen. Okay, I'm gonna stop. stop. I'm I'm gonna shut up right now. Right now, starting right now. <laughs> right now. I ain't gonna say nothing else. <laughs>